Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Alright, welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Daddy McDook. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji Dr. Kismoji and Hello. John Sheeran. Yes, and today we're going to talk about the very exciting matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins, both of whom are headed by coaches who are in their second years and have had similar mix of success and failure. So guys, tell me what excites you about this matchup? between these these two very young and up-and-coming teams. Go ahead, John. Yeah, Yeah, I think the weather should be better in Miami than it is in Cincinnati. I think uh, all players are going to be nice and warm uh, compared to if they played north of the Ohio River. Um, the uniforms, the colors, I think those going to be a good clash too. I like the Dolphins teal clashing with the Bengals orange, even though there's some orange in the Dolphins uh, uniforms. Yeah, I think it should be a, a very aesthetically pleasing matchup and all the players should be comfortable. Uh, speaking of aesthetically pleasing, John, you look great. If I may just Thank say, you. I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It looks great. Well, he's obviously and using, he's obviously using olive oil on the face. Olive oil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, uh, uh Adam, let's talk Adam, about Adam. what I'm excited that you, let's talk about what I'm excited about the game. You, you forgot. To call on me. Okay. Hello. That's here, right. That's here. Right. Yeah. 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 I was just mesmerized by by John's. Uh, you know. His, his I am excited about Darren Simmons having one more chance to show that he's the only guy on this team and the coaching staff who should have a job, and his job should be head coach. He's right now special teams coach. He's doing the assistant thing to you know Zach. And and the one bright spot in the Bengals has been Darren Simmons in terms of coaching. And I bet you, watch, mark my words, in this offense game, if there's one thing that you're going to be proud of as a Bengals fan, it's going to be special teams. And that's because of Darren Simmons. Yeah, I mean, actually, I, I just wrote an article. It's going to come out very soon for Ohio versus everyone about why Darren Simmons should be made the interim coach. And essentially yeah. what I'm saying is, look, if you look at that game last week, John, against the Giants, the special teams stood out. And we know he's a good coach. And and the biggest uh, you know criticism of him is why does he keep Alex Erickson as a return? And I don't even know if that's his call. But, but you look at the special teams and the effort that they made and the creativity, it almost seems like the players are trying to say, we want this guy. We don't like the rest of the coaches because the rest of the, you know, the offense and defense, they, they, they had no inspiration. But, you know, we talk about we had that we had that early kick return for a touchdown. We had the punt fake that picked up the critical first time was the third quarter, I think. And then the last drive, you know, Erickson had a great return, great scheming, got them open. And uh, and then Allen, you know, of course, got sacked and fumbled. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I think it's just fair to say that special teams is by far the best unit. And obviously, they have the best coach. They don't have really have injuries at that spot. I mean, Brandon Wilson is the top five kick returner. Like their special teams in terms of punk coverage, kickoff coverage, like it's pretty solid. It's just well, it's a well coached unit. But yeah, like once your quarterback goes down, all inspiration on offense goes out the window. You have little to no options of moving the ball, especially if you just can't run the ball because your blocking's not very good. But I think we have to give the defense some credit. I mean, they gave up an opening drive touchdown, but after that, it was four field goals, and that was obviously helped by Daniel Jones playing on one hamstring and Cole McCoy finishing out the game. But the defense, I think, played 
played a bit, a bit inspired, which was good to see and kept the game close. But I think it's just more of that the special teams is by well, far the best unit. Well, let but, me but ask John, you all yeah. a question, though. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. it for John and for Dadio? So why not bring in help? I mean, why not bring in a quarterback from outside? The thing is, first of all, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to win three games? Like, is that the big aspiration of yours? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's first of all. Second of all, you have Zach Taylor, who, you know, this is the guy he's been working with in the offseason. I mean, he's, he's going to get, look, Brandon Allen, whatever he is, he's not a great quarterback. But, you know, he's, he's a you know guy that can come in and play, uh, start a few games. That's all they need at this point. They're not going to find the no. quarterback of the no. future. Yeah, they brought in Allen in the offseason for this exact purpose. And I think they want to just let him try to succeed because that was the original plan. If they brought in somebody else off the market who happened to be COVID negative, I think that's just them admitting failure to their own initial plan. Like Allen was brought in for this exact reason. And I think they just want to see that through. Allen had some really nasty mispasses. Yeah, because he's bad. Yeah, because he's bad. Yeah, the Bengals in 2008, they were in a similar situation. And they had, they, well, they had a, a crybaby quarterback who, who got hurt and he was crying a lot, I believe. That was, and, and then they had the man come in. Mr. Crybaby. His name is, is, yeah, Carson McCrybaby. And then a man came in for him, took his place by the name of Ryan Fitzpatrick. This was oh. back in like 2008. And Ryan mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick, this was 12 years ago. He's uh, still doing it. He's uh, still coming in for injured quarterbacks and he's, and he's keeping them above water. And and that is this was my transition, guys. And that is who we face Sunday in this very important matchup between look, I want to talk about something. Look, this guy, Brian Flores. Yeah. Special teams coach. Am I saying his was a defensive coach on Patriots? Right. This guy has come in against all odds. He's the first Belichick, successful Belichick tree branch guy. Right, first guy to come for the Belichick tree that was successful. He comes in with a team that is tanking as far as the front office is concerned, right, in 2019. And what does he do? He goes out and wins five games. And everybody right. is like, oh, he ruined their opportunity to dra- draft Tua. That's who they thought was not. And they still get Tua, but they have some momentum. This year, they're, what, seven and four. They're a pretty good team. I mean, look at them. They're a team with some hearts, with some flavor. No. They you could know, have had Herbert, right? They could have had Herbert if they wanted. Would've, they chose to. Well, pick. in hindsight, yes. What uh, what I like about Herbert, what I liked about him in college from just the draft profile was his high upside. You know that big arm, and I, it just would yeah. be nice to see a guy like that Marino guy, you yeah. know Dan Marino, come into Miami and 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 just kind of light it up. You know, which yeah. is something that Herbert could do. So I mean, but yeah, I understand the risk factor with her with Herbert and Tua was more of a kind of a known prospect other than. Daniel. It dazzles. Yeah, but but yeah. I, I will say this. I, I I just think if you look at the comparisons with Zach Taylor, who's also in the second year, and he was also under a successful coach in Sean McVay, and both of them now they're 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 you know they're both minorities when you look at it. Brian Flores is from Honduras, his family originally, and Zach Taylor is only the second coach since the seventies to only win four games in his first twenty-seven. So he's a minority in that regard. It's just the comparisons don't end really. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, let me just say, my, just a quick comment. My, I don't eat meat, as you know. I'm a vegan, fruitarian, in fact. But my understanding is that there's this thing called sausage, where you take the leftover parts of what the butcher has, put it together, and you create a sausage. And I kind of feel like, isn't our coaching staff the sausage of the Dolphins coaching staff? Don't we have a more, lot of... More or less, yeah. Yeah, cuts. 
like things the Dolphins didn't want are kind of like our coaching staff. Like it, every problem on the Bengals coaching staff can be traced back to the Dolphins. Like that was Zach Taylor, tell that me, was Lit Rameau, and that was Jim Turner. Yeah. And <laughs> what mean, was wrong? What, 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 why didn't Zach groove with the t- – because I know he, he was okay on the Rams as the QB coach. They liked him there. I, I think – well, no, I think here's the thing. It's the same. It's kind of the same situation we have with Eric Bieniemy. Is we don't really know. We see this offensive success, and they don't have an offensive coordinator, right? I mean, look at the Rams. They didn't have an offensive coordinator, so it's like, who's the next guy after McVay? Oh, it's the quarterback coach. And so they're giving him credit for the offense. I think that's right, John. I mean, it's really just about we want to give credit. One guy's already head coach, McVay. So who else might be able to give us that kind of offense, right? Am I, am I right, John? I mean, we don't really know what his contributions were to the Rams. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there was discussions about him obviously being you know, like close to McVay in, in terms of structuring the offense. And I think, in a sense, he deserves some credit for that because, that, I mean, the Bengals did see an improvement in offense. And I think from a design standpoint, he showed strides. And uh, that could just be attributed to Joe Burrow and the fact that he was given a chance to do that with an actual quarterback. And now that it's gone, obviously everything is complete. But that just kind of shows you the value of a quarterback in that sense. With Biennemi, it's been, you know, he has been working with Andy Reid for the past however many years. And it seems like he should, probably should have been a head coach one or two years ago because of how much success that the offense has had. But then you could say the same thing. Is that more due to Patrick Mahomes? Is it more to just Andy Reid? Or is it just a mix of all three of them working together? Essentially, with Biennemi, you have to think someone has to give him a shot because there's just too much success for him to not elevate his career to that point. But it, it is a similar situation, even though he is the offense coordinator. Well, I will say yeah. one thing. With the enemy, I have the sense that the Bengals might work on their running game more. I mean, with Zach Taylor, it seems like the idea was just throw the ball almost every time for a while there. And I think that was too much. And I think that's why you kind of it made it fun to watch. But at the same time, you know, he got hurt, man. Well, 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 hurt. well, well let's, yeah. let's be clear. Every team, wants to run. game. Every team wants to run the ball. The question is, can they? And the Bengals, why, yeah, the offensive is, line, why can't they? Why because, can't? The offense, because offensive line and bad play calling. You end up in these situations where you don't have a lot of you know, opportunities to run the ball. And you look at uh, these successful teams running the ball. And actually, uh, many years ago, I made a video about this, about Mike Shanahan and his success in Denver and then in Washington. When you have the proper schemes and you have the proper offensive linemen, it doesn't matter. You plug in the different running backs and you're going to find success. And this is what the people have learned now. Like the people like John and these these younger kids, they, they watch that video and now they've learned about how it really running backs are replaceable. But, you know, you look at the Bengals and, and a lot of people like John have said, and I agreed, you know, why give all this money to Mixon when really it would be advisor to spend that on a guard for instance and then just get another running back in the draft or something but the bangers don't really you know have confidence in their ability to to really find a quality offensive lineman in free agency or they don't you know they don't they're cheap basically they're cheap well look guys i want to get talking to the dolphins because i want to talk about this matchup because i want people to care enough where they will watch our next show you know like my recommendation and this was my article last week for Ohioers, everyone is don't watch the Bengals games, but just follow all the personalities on Twitter and, and YouTube, whatnot. Then check out the highlights and then, you know, come and listen to us rant about it. So, but, but, so this game, the Dolphins are winning. The question is, how are they winning and how are they going to beat the Bengals? And, and they're pretty average overall, John, if I'm not mistaken, but they, they have some big play guys on defense, right? And I mean, so they have a good turnover differential. They only allow 18.6 points a game, which is the best after the Steelers. And they have uh, Emmanuel Ugba, 
who's got eight, they have Xavier Howard, who has seven interceptions, who's the number one in the NFL. Their defense keys in at critical moments. Is that fair to mm-hmm. say, John? Their defense is just well-built all around. I think that can be attributed to Brian Flores in that aspect and how he's coached up that team. I mean, they went out and signed Shaq Lawson. They went on got Emmanuel Agba. They went out and got Byron Jones in free agency. And all those guys have just meshed together in this group. And like Xavier Howard and Eric Rowe and Bobby McCann is the safety. They're, they are all top quality players. And that's why their pass defense is one of the best in the league. And it's why they were smothering teams like in the middle of the season, like right before Tua got in. And when all those guys are playing well, it's just hard to move the ball against this team. Like that, it's, it's just a, a stout defense. Defense. And with, with Fitzpatrick, they had success on offense. And even with Tua, they had success. And no matter who is at quarterback this week, I think it's going to be Fitzpatrick. They're going to be able to move the ball pretty pretty decently on offense. They still need like a, a like a, a solid running game. But also, you can if the Bengals want to improve the offensive line, look no further than what Miami did. Like they drafted um, a tackle in the first round. They drafted a couple guards and Robert Hunt and Solomon Kidley. And both those guys have been solid on the offensive line. So like they traded their best offensive linemen to the Texans, right? For like a first round. Yeah. Yeah. Is it fair to say though? Is it fair to say though that despite the strength of the Dolphins defense, the pass rush is oh good, middling, not the best. And maybe this is a nice test for Brandon Allen. Like if you can't do well against the Dolphins, I mean I know they have a good corner, they go with secondary, but I mean maybe this is the test. Like, how do you do against this okay pass rush, Brandon Allen? What do you think, John? That's a good point because neither Shaq Lawson or Emmanuel Ogba are like bona fide, like top shelf pass rushers, but they work well together. And also Conway and Noe kind of gets rotated in there. So they accumulate a lot of pressures. And I think it's also just for how good their secondary is, like they give their pass rushers opportunity to finish sacks and while quarterbacks are holding the ball. So maybe I don't want to say coverage sacks because like they're still winning Ogba and Lawson are still winning off the line. But I think both of those units kind of work well together and that's why they have success. John, I mean, but, but, but Hoji says, you know, a test for Brandon Allen. Let's be clear. Brandon Allen is the equivalent of kneeling. You know what I mean? I mean, towards the end of the game or yeah. like trying to run out the clock. The Bengals are running out the clock on the season. Let's be honest. So, I mean, really, when I look to this game, what, John, what are they trying to do? I mean, Giovanni Bernard is like almost 30 years old. We're, not, we're not trying to, well, hold on, we're not trying to evaluate Giovanni Bernard. AJ Green's, come on. AJ Green is, is basically, he's going to move on. He's done. Okay. Tyler Boyd, we know what he is. He's great, but you know he had like thirty yards, I think, against the Giants. I mean, he's not—he's not, he's not going to basically. His numbers are going to drop. T. Higgins, okay, yeah, he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's showed some stuff. But I mean, what what is like the offensive line? They moved around the pieces so much that we have no idea. You know what what even works? We don't even, we don't even know who's going to be at what position next year. I mean, that's how confused and and messy it's been. So, I mean, what what is Zach Taylor trying to get? Or is he going to try to win this game by being creative and taking risks? What What is going on? What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> I think well, he's well, just he's- trying to I think he's just trying to put the pieces together as best as he can because the pieces were so poorly put together at the beginning of the season. It kind of just led to where we are now. So it just seems well, like he's trying to salvage it. Yeah, and I, this is what, going back to what I was saying. I don't know if the backup QB position is settled, that it needs to be settled. Because here's the thing. We're hoping Burrow comes back for game one of next year, game two of next year, and it's probable that he will. But if he doesn't, you don't want to give Burrow the keys to a season that already is, let's say, zero wins, right? If he, come, if he comes three games in, four games in, you want to win a few of those for Burrow. And so the question is, first of all, Allen versus Finley. I mean, this, t- this coaching staff made some moves to get Finley. They believed in that man at one point. Finley has never shown promise for some reason. Allen versus I don't think that, that debate is clear. I, I think we're going one. to see Finley again. I think we're going to see him maybe in a game or two. I think they still like him. Yeah. But also, but also, 
Next year, when Burrow comes back, and this is the problem, I, I do not like the the let's depend on Burrow part of this team. You have to be able to make offensive plays without Burrow. So you have to be able to move the ball down the field with someone like Allen. With, he's, he shouldn't be kneeling, even if he's that bad. There yeah. should be a way to move the ball forward with running. There should be a way to make those short passes, which they were trying to do with Allen. So the, the question, really, the question is, can they move the ball forward with Allen? And I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. What I also don't know is, can this show move on and survive without Burrow? Because really the ratings are, are terrible. The ratings are terrible. And we all know that yeah. is that is really the most important thing is ratings. But you can support the show by going to iTunes or whatever, a spotter or a Stitchify or whatever it is. And you can review us, give us a five-star review. You can subscribe. You can, you know, follow us. You can follow John on Cincy yeah. Jungle. You can read his articles, follow him on Twitter. You yeah. can follow Hoji. Right. You know, and that is all we have for this show. We will see you next time. So long, SVT. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.